Okay, let's start the show. It's July 4th, Independence Day 2013. Welcome to This Is Only a Test, the official podcast of Tested.com. Norman Chan, you turned my headphones down. You threw my whole rhythm off there at the beginning of the show. How are you doing today, sir? I turned my own headphones down. You turned mine down, too. You turned them all down. It's like, wait, I can't hear what's going on. I don't know what's happening. Where am I? What's my name? Hey, it's Independence Day. It's your favorite day of the year. No, no, no. That's Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. Well, I, I, said, I said that in a, maybe a sarcastic way. What? I like freedom. I love America. No, I, I, I got no beef the, with us. The purpose of the day is enjoyable for everyone involved, uh, but for you specifically, it's your favorite Twitter day of the year. Oh, yeah. Welcome to Earth. It's a, it's a dark time. Uh, last year, I think TNT or TBS or somebody ran Independence Day in marathon form all day long. Uh, but I, once TweetBot added the ability to mute words, it kind, so of, it kind of fixed Twitter for me. Earth? I, I, I muted Earth, E A R F. Which, right. which just to be not, clear, does he doesn't movie. say it at all. Doesn't say in the movie. He absolutely says Earth. It is well enunciated. Yeah. Um, and then I also uh, um, tweeted uh, block ID four hashtag ID four mute ID four. You're missing a lot. Something of, you know, else. You're missing out on a lot of gold. I'm gonna go and tell you. I love that movie. It is. It is. It's a Roland Emmerich movie, right? It is a Roland Emmerich movie. It is my favorite Roland Emmerich movie that is not about submarines. What's the one he made about submarines? Das Boot. He's made a lot of movies. He's made a lot of movies. He is single-handedly responsible for the uh, city destruction porn um, phase of movies. And that was all practical stuff. It was all models and awesome stuff. It was one of the last movies that had models. For example, the White House exploding was all models. All of those buildings exploding were models. And then he uh, he went to uh, Escalation after that. So his movie after that was... No, his movie after that was Godzilla, wasn't it? His movie after that was The Patriot. Oh, really? Then Godzilla. Ugh. Uh, Both of those stunk. Patriot kind of uh, rode the coattails of Gladiator. and uh, It was Godzilla and then the Patriot, by oh, the way. Godzilla and the Patriot. I guess he does, he does period pieces also. He did that Shakespeare one. Yeah. Um, and he did 10,000 BC, which isn't that the movie with Michael Sarah and Jack Black? No, 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 no. Uh, that's year one. Oh, I okay. Is the <laughs> I was Michael Sarah, Jack Black classic. That's Both <laughs> actors in the prime of. There. That movie's fucking awful, dude. In, in, in the pr- right, right where they both became irrelevant. And it, yeah. It has What's-Her-Name, too, from, uh, from uh, the Zach Braff TV show and How I Met Your Mother. I watched that on an airplane once. The Zach Sarah Braff Chalk. TV show. Oh. Okay. Scrubs and How I Met Your Mother. You mean, you mean fake Roseanne's second daughter? Yeah, uh, yes. I did not yes. watch Roseanne, so I didn't know that, but yes. Pop culture references. Did you know that in the... Highly anticipated sequel to Independence Day, yeah. which originally was supposed to Independence Day, I think, came out in 1998. Yeah, and uh, the, the studio executives really wanted to make a sequel. They've been talking about it for a long time. They couldn't get it all together. They wanted to call it ID Forever. It's on Roland Emmerich's director's page on IMDb. And now they confirm. finally have. Uh, I, I think they have a script in, and they are getting principals signed up. Um, 
No Will Smith. No Will Smith. I, I heard that from Twitter. No Will Smith. He is, is not on board outrageous. yet. Outrageous. He's too big for for Independence Day, for Jeff, Independence. I mean, that's the thing that that's that kind of like – I mean, Will Smith had obviously had a stunning career before that. But that was the first of the big action movies for him, wasn't it? Bad Boys was the first Oh, Bad Boys. Movie. Yeah, yeah, I forgot. Bad, Bad Boys, Boys, when he ran down the street and Michael Bay said, unbutton your shirt. And Will Smith said, that makes me look silly. And Michael Bay said, you don't know audiences like I do. And Will Smith said, okay. And so when he's running down the street chasing that dude in the really? scene, that's when he became a star. The shirt was flapping. The shirt. That moment. I think he was wearing a wife beater or something. And I think they're audiences, called tank tops, Norm. Tank, I don't know if they're called tank tops. Tank tops. Un- he was wearing an undershirt. A and, sleeveless uh, undershirt. And uh, audiences, uh, certain quadrants of the, demo- of, of the demographic mm. got really excited. And that's what turned him into a Fair star. enough. Um, yep. Yeah, this is, he's real up and down, Roland Emmerich. The, he produced oh, the 13th floor. Will Smith. No, Will Smith's great. I love Will Smith. I think he's also kind of up and down. but uh, Even the stuff like... Gary's not here. What? I haven't seen the new movie, I so seen, I'm I out. Seen I, yeah, um, iRobot though, like iRobot was a critically panned movie. You go back watch that movie now; it is okay. No, it's not. It's no Minority Report. No, it's not. It has one I of Robot the Moynihan's. It has yes has has uh, the uh, the more professional looking, uh, older scientist looking one. Yeah, the uh, yeah Bridget, not Michelle. Yeah, it's got the robot bits are good. It's reasonably clever. It shouldn't have been called iRobot, but it's okay. It also has Shia LaBeouf in his that, classic "I Am a Sidekick" role, as he oh, played yeah, in Constantine about. and yeah. Robot and Badger Vance or Bagger Vance. Bagger Vance. The uh, the Audi sponsored robot fighting on the freeway, self driving car scene. That's great. You can't not love that. I don't love it. So you yes, need to go back you, and rewatch yes, that movie. It is worth watching. Okay. Uh, did you know that that movie has set up a classic trope of? Now classic trope of the man who hates robots because robots uh, do not va- value are too too clinical too clinical about their evaluation of life and yeah. life worth. So the big twist in that movie and sucks for you, you haven't seen it because you shouldn't watch it is that Will Smith. Hold on, is this, if, it, if they haven't seen it, it should be good for them. You're going to spoil it. It doesn't matter because yeah, sure. you say it sucks. Um, be thematically uh, consistent. He uh, he was injured. He has a robotic arm or something because his life was he. The robot saved his life and didn't save the little girl. You got to you got to you got to set the whole thing up, man. Car crashes, self driving car crashes. The worst fear of mine. Self-driving. Both cars are in the water. Okay. The little girl is three inches further down across the windshield. He's looking at her in a different car, and the robot. Looks at the situation, immediately evaluates his chance of survival is better, yanks him out of the car, screaming, go get the girl, go get the girl. And by the time the robot gets there, it's too late. It's too late. And also his arm is torn off. Yeah. Did you see the – did you see the – And so uh, he's, a, he's a robot hater. But he's a self-hating robot. He's a self-hating he's cyborg. Not, he is cyborg. He hates his arm. Uh, yes, he does. He does not use his arm. He spray paints his arm. It's yeah. Exactly what happens in the one scene. That is now a huge plot point in an upcoming TV show. Um, Which TV show? I forget its name, nor the network, but it stars Carl Urban. Oh, I like Carl Urban. And he plays a cop who the exact same thing happens to him, and he hates robots. Yeah. And yet he is now, as a cop, paired up with a robot partner. Oh, so it's, it's like that Penny Arcade. Uh, it is Automata. Automata, yeah. But with also the Will Smith character from... Well, it comes back around. It, it, there it goes. And with the Will Smith character from iRobot. 
Hmm. And of course, the robot that he's paired up with was a earlier prototype which had personality and could learn and was not the, uh, the, the zero personality clinical version. Which one? That Carl Urban Carl was paired Urban up with? Paired oh, up with. yeah. So he's the Mr. Data of the world. Uh, he's more like the, uh, the uh, holographic doctor from Star Trek. Who's World. your favorite robot sidekick? R2-D2? He counts. Uh, like R2-D2 is mine. I'm going to get that out there. Uh, he's a deep character. He's arguably the star of the Star Star Wars movies. Hmm? Hitchhiker's Guide? Oh, Marvin the Paranoid Android? Yeah. Marvin's great. Marvin is his brain the size of a planet. Also brain tasking. Also the voice of uh, Alan Rickman. Oh, not the fucking movie, though. I thought the movie was delightful. The movie was okay, but it's not as good as the book. The book is... The book and the radio play. No, the, the and book the, is, no one's saying the book isn't great. I'm no, saying no. the movie was delightful. Oh, so you're using the Stephen King argument just because the movie and the book are different? The book hasn't gone anywhere? People are pissed because Under the Dome is on. Under the Dome about The Shining. It's Under the Dome. People are upset because Under the Dome is out and the, the, it has... Stephen King gave, he gave his, his blessing. He wrote it. He wrote the pilot. I think. I don't think he wrote the pilot. He's, he, is, he is heavily involved in this TV show. He is not heavily involved. I do not think he's heavily involved. I read that article in Entertainment Weekly. It said. I think Stephen King kind of let it go, and he's happy that one of his works. Right. Because they want this to be a multi-season show. Well, CBS has a history of putting shows, of taking Stephen King works. Into and making, TV movies. This is a, this is a, it's a miniseries. It's like mini- 13 episodes. No, no, no. This, they want this to be a... Really? Well, they want it to be a... They want, well, what's, and I think that's actually a great idea, because uh, in the book, and I'm, I'm not going to spoil the book, because... Did you read the book? Yes. Okay. In the book, the ending is a... Like, really? It's, an ending? Like, Stephen King books kind of really? do that sometimes. But really, it's, it's all about the build-up, and this, this like how society breaks down. And I think that if you extend it in real time over several years, the way society breaks down and the way the real world, because you have this direct inter- kind of like indirect interaction between the outside world and the world inside the dome and the town, like that contrast can be really interesting five That's years true. in the future. People holding signs up outside the dome. Well, you hey, know, what's up, bro? You would have a military base established all around the perimeter. You would have like, new systems of communication using just light and, and visual. Yeah, but how are they going to build that stuff inside? Society has collapsed inside. People are banging rocks together. I don't know. You're going to run out of toilet paper. I thought that ending was pretty pretty bad in that. It's like The Stand. The Stand is like a thousand pages of awesome, and then the last 200, it just goes to hell. Um, I don't even know how we started talking about this. Oh, Independence Day is on this weekend, I'm sure. I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, should we just jump right into the news? There's a surprising the amount of stuff to talk about. TV show that Carl Urban is, with the robot, yeah. it's called Almost Human. That's terrible. That for it's on CBS? Name. It's got to be on CBS. Nope. I believe it is... Oh, it can't be on... It, mm, it's produced by Bad Robot. Really? Wow, it might actually be good. Nah. It's on Fox. It is a Fox show. They're trying to CBS it up. I saw the worst... I saw the worst trailer for a TV show coming up this this week. Sleepy Hollow. Sleepy Hollow. Way worse than no, that. No, no, no. Sleepy Dude, Hollow is the worst one. No, no. It's the one about the cop with the perfect memory. And it's called... It's a procedural? So it wait, is a procedural so, so crime drama called Unforgettable. Wow. And it's about a cop with a perfect memory. That's her power. It's a girl, too. Lady cop. So uh, I bet it was an inspiration if, if people of my generation might remember. Uh, there is a children's book uh, called Cam Jansen. And it was a mystery series about a girl who had perfect memory and would take fo- photographic memory and okay. would take photos of 
uh, events by like, saying the word you, click. Really? That's it? She just said click and she then it's stuck click. in there? It's stuck in there. Whew, that sucks. And, and I bet she grew up to be this cop lady in Unforgettable. Played by Poppy Montgomery from Without a Trace, another procedural crime drama. Um, it really is a, uh, you know, you, you could probably sell, I bet there are magnet sets, kitchen magnet sets of Gener- Generated procedural yes. crime drama? Yes. Um, did you read Steve Hollow is the worst one? Did you have the three for, investigators for the when you were a kid? No, you never saw the, the like. They, this maybe they might be too old for you, um, but the three investigators were about a bunch of precocious, probably let's say they'd be called tweens today. Maybe they were like ten to fourteen. That is definitely in tween age. Yeah, and like 10, ten to twelve. Uh, one of them lived in a junkyard. He was the ringleader of the three investigators, and they built these amazing secret bases in the depths of the junkyard that you can only get through by certain secret routes and all that stuff. And then they went around town solving crimes, and they were always big crimes. It was, it was like, I mean, occasionally they'd fish a cat out of a tree or whatever, but usually it was like a big mystery solve. They had an underwater base, the whole thing. They were I think very precocious. I, I would trade all the. Uh, fantasy, sparkly vampire, werewolf, young adult novels yeah. in the world right now. Hunger for, Games. For more, I mean, uh, I think Hunger Games is a separate genre of more like, uh, like youth empowerment. Um, that's, I mean, that's fair. And, and maybe female empowerment also. Uh, and there's a whole genre that's really popular, all getting adapted into movies. Um, but I would trade all of those. Uh, all at least the fantasy ones for more uh, youth detective organizations and 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 youth yeah crime solvers. I feel like the detec- the youth detectives have kind of fallen off as like procedural crime dramas have be- have become an old person show. They see the world differently. The youth, the kids, the kids. They're not interested in solving crimes. The best one, of course, was Encyclopedia Brown. Oh no way, dude! It's a, but uh, yes way, best one, you which need, they you- are unfortunately. Uh, also adapting into a movie. Really? Who's playing Encyclopedia? They have not Some cast unknown child? They have not cast it. Mm, probably Michael Cera. That would be the worst. <laughs> that, absolutely that the worst. That would be amazing. No. Michael Cera nope. as Encyclopedia. Nope. What's, what's, Encyclopedia nope. Brown's, what's his sidekick's name? He's Sally a buddy. Kimball. Sally Kimball could she be him. Chloe Moretz. It's perfect. This, this writes itself. No. It's, it's like, nope. Look, you're, nope. The pair nope. From, from the people that brought you Kick-Ass and Kick-Ass nope. 2. That, that's this the is worst. exactly what everybody needs. Oh my god, it's the worst. Um, should we talk about news? News. Today's no, no, it's copyrighted. Yeah, go ahead. Today's headlines brought to you by uh, brought to you by Samsung. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, Samsung. Yeah. Glorious Samsung. Samsung, uh, makers of uh, the, the number one top-selling uh, smartphone maker in the world. Yep. Uh, with with high profits and user satisfaction. Have. They're the only people making money on Android. They are. Uh, Probably. Maybe Google is. We don't know. It's unclear. No, none of the other phone manufacturers are right now, it seems like. Yeah. Uh, Samsung bought BoxyBox. Yeah. Today. I think this well, is... Well, this is uh, not unconfirmed, although it might be by the time you hear this. Probably, yeah, we're recording on Wednesday. So, like, Norm and I right now are probably drunk in a backyard someplace, if I had to guess. Or you're going to the park, I think, right? Don't want to give away your plans. Um... Yeah, it's it's uh they bought Boxy and it's unclear exactly why. Uh, so Boxy, which has had a very interesting history, started off as a software platform for media HTPC. Yeah, it started off it, it forked off of XBMC. So uh, XBMC, which is great, still around and yep. still a ton of people use it, kind of forked into two places: Plex and and Boxy. And Boxy had really good software 
for a long time, and then they started doing hardware. And so you had the first boxy box, which I believe you liked. Well, and and so the the market for those for the early boxy software and the first boxy box was very clearly like they were trying to get into stealing video from websites. Not like stealing, stealing, but like putting web video on your TV. They got they they actually started off as front ends to watch ripped movies, ripped maybe pirated movies, movies. Pop, possibly pirated movies. Right. So in, as opposed to catering to the people who would possibly have you know. Uh, DRM-free files, um, whether they purchase them or not, they moved into. Let's call it gray market. Gray market, gray market video, video. Because you could have bought it. Like I ripped all my DVDs. I don't pirate stuff. Uh, into uh, yeah, streaming video. Um, and that a front end for kind of aggregating all the streaming video. And and for that purpose, that original Boxy Box and the early Boxy software was rad. Um, they did a really good job, better than anybody else I'd used at the time of. Like t- t- scanning a bunch of raw ISO or MKV or MP4 files, figuring out what the movies were, applying the appropriate metadata, and giving you the ability to do things like search by actor or director or you know studio or whatever on that content, which is awesome. Did the same thing for music and vi- and photos, but both but there are other products that did that probably better than that. The movie thing was the the high point, and then the boxy box also gave you the ability to play web video on your TV until people started blocking them. Um, so things like Comedy Central, South Park Studios, uh, Comedy Central, Cartoon Network, I guess. I can't remember the others. But like cable networks that posted their video online, you could watch that through Boxy on the TV without having a cable subscription for a while. Right. Unfortunately for them, that box was expensive. It was like 300 bucks. Mm-hmm. And the market... F- f- I don't think it was that expensive, but they had to change chips inside. It was, three, it it was, was really expensive. That's, that's wild. It was, remember, it was one of the first wave of TV set-top boxes that weren't for pirates. Like it hit the same time the Black Apple, t- the first Black Apple TV hit, and the second gen Roku, and all those came out. Um, they didn't sell very many of them because they were expensive. Well, I don't think they're and they were limited. Any many of their existing or their new box, which is the uh, was they called they launched as the Boxy TV. Yeah, but it's really the the Boxy Cloud DVR. It's the, it's dumb. Is the, why they didn't sell many of those. Yeah, to store videos, uh, streaming video in the cloud. The first one was a good idea for a tiny market. The second one's just a dumb idea because who is going to use a TV tuner in your house to then it was upload a, it was video a, a, to a the TV, internet? It was like a DVR box, but instead of storing it locally, it would be stored on their servers. Right. And, and it would be a great idea if we lived in a world where everybody had really killer upstream, except for nobody has killer upstream. So anyway, uh, Samsung bought them. The speculation that I read is that it's going to go into smart TV stuff, which makes a ton of sense. They have an app ecosystem and API stuff established for that. So it gives Samsung the ability to have something that's, that people can openly develop for easily and that there's actually already a boatload of apps built for. It just sounds like they're spending money right now to try to get ahead of any Apple announcement. Yeah, and it's cheap. $30 million is a, is, is like, they, they make that money off of like six Android phones yeah, right I'm now. I'm sure so. the boxy people are not very happy about the price. I can't imagine that, that was well, what I'm they were sure looking for. It's probably, probably the boxy investors. The boxy people are stoked to have jobs still. Right. Um, Google Reader is gone. Gone, gone. Yep. It, it went they, away they, yesterday. They, uh, Google had said it would go away and it did go away. Uh, what are the alternatives now? Have, has anyone tried the dig, the new dig? Feedly, reader? new dig. Is the new dig a public beta or is it still in, like, you I still believe, have invites? I, I think it is open. It's open now. Uh, Feedly, I've heard good things RSS, about. So. Yeah, neither do I. So we're the least qualified people in the room to talk about this. Um, we should get somebody who writes for us who does RSS stuff to, to write a what to do thing. 
that seems like a, a, maybe a good idea. I don't know. It's gone. Um, I, we've you talked about else, this a who lot. Who else is also gone? Who else is gone? Morrissey. Morrissey died? Not Morrissey. Morrissey. Who's Morrissey? The president of Egypt. Oh, really? That happened? Gone. Right now. Live? Live. Ousted. Breaking news. It's kind of a good... It's A, off topic, and B, a little... Military coup. So is this... So is this the freely elected if, president if of Google, Egypt? If I had Google Reader and use RSS, I know you'd know. You would know this earlier. So is he the is he the democratically elected president yes. after the, the Green yes. Revolt last year, or whatever it was? Twitter, the Twitter, yeah, that, Twitter revolution, ten or nine, I believe. No, it was, no, it was no. a long time ago. No, it was, we were at whiskey. People changing. Maybe I'm thinking of the other Syria. You're thinking of Syria, Syria and and yeah. Iran is what you're thinking yes, of. Is the other Iran. one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that that sucks ass. Military coups are never good. That's the they. Did you see that photo? Going back to technology of the protesters in Egypt uh, who wanted to get rid of Morsi using uh, lasers. Why do they hate Morsi? Oh, Morsi, oh. they're pointing lasers at helicopter military helicopters. Yeah, so military helicopters and, were hovering above the square, and you could see dozens of these green lasers and, and red. That's, occasionally, that's, that's like the beginning of. Running Man. That's pretty terrifying. Well, Terminator. Like that's that's our only. If you want to blow out forward-looking infrared, get some infrared lasers, blast them up at the drone. These people are just hungry. They're unarmed. I don't. Even, I haven't watched Running Man since I was eight, probably. Does it hold up? Absolutely. Really? Well, that's Carl Weathers, right? Uh, no, that's Predator. Running Man has um, has Jesse uh, the Body Ventura. Yes, yes. Also with, Predator. With hair. Really, he had hair still. With hair it might have been crazy. a hair piece. And and the guy from Family Feud played the host, right? Who was the host so. of the of the game show? I don't. I I never watched Family Feud. <sighs> some some charismatic old dude. I think it's the host of Family Feud. Um, there was a Russian proton uh, rocket launched earlier this week. What's a proton rocket? A proton rocket is a former ISBN ISBN design or ISBM design in her ICBM. I'm having a hard time today. I didn't sleep Intercontinental ballistic. Mission. Yeah, uh, it is. Uh, there, it's like, heavy it's like the heavy ICBMs are like the top tier of what you can research in like Asia empires or you know. Those yeah, that, well, I mean, so you could have nukes or you could have ICBMs. Well, no, you, you have, have to. You, you get nukes first, first and then ICBMs. So top tier was ICBMs. Um, now it would be like viruses or something. Lame. Yeah, so uh, it blew up. It crashed. It didn't even blow up. Uh, they were launching some some of the Russian uh, uh, GPS, Russian version of GPS satellites for their GPS constellation, and uh, it it looked like a Kerbal Space Program launch. If you watch the video, if you watch the video, yeah, it starts to wobble in a way that you like. I you, I've watched a lot of rocket crash videos over the years because it's really fascinating. Um, it's not easy. Launching rockets is hard. Yeah, it's, no. yeah. yeah you got to be good at stuff. It's math. Is the math tricky? It's, it's not using. No. It's not pumping water into a into a soda. You can do that, oh. but that's not going to get you to orbit. No. Um. So yeah, it 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 looks like a Kerbal Space Program video, pretty much. Um. But I was I was surprised. No one was injured, which is why we can laugh about it. No one was injured yet. There's a there's massive econo- uh, ecological fallout. Well, we can't laugh about it. No, we shouldn't laugh. No chuckling. Um. Uh, the the problem is that the fuel that they use for these rockets is 
because it was originally an ICBM, is designed to be essentially shelf stable for a really long time. So you, they they fuel the. If you've ever watched Doctor Strangelove, when they said, "Oh, the Russians are fueling the rockets," this is what they're doing. They're pumping in. It's like nitrogen tetrazine and some methylated something or other. Uh, fuel that is highly explosive and makes a lot of thrust and all that, but also is incredibly toxic in a whole bunch of horrible ways. So this thing had 600 tons of it or 600,000 tons or some massive amount of it uh, and blew up as it impacted the ground just before it impacted the ground. I was really shocked that they didn't hit the self-destruct on it because every time – like when we have rockets that go bad because it happens to everybody eventually, uh, occasionally. Eventually. Yeah. I mean then then we usually self-destruct if it's something unmanned. And they didn't do this. It just they just let it hammer straight back into the ground. You should watch the video. It's on the site. Um, uh, so yeah, three constellation, uh, three three. I can't remember what they call their their GPS, um, but they lost three of those satellites, and no one was hurt yet. Although, like I said, massive ecological fallout. Speaking of Doctor Sin- Strangelove, did you know some alternate titles for the movie Doctor Strangelove? You mean how I learned to stop wearing love the bomb? Well, that, that was like, yes, that, that was the full title. That's but, the official title. Yes. Uh, was Don't Knock the Bomb. Mm. Nah. Uh, Dr. Doomsday. Uh, Save the Bomb. I don't like that either. No. Um, my Bomb, Your Bomb. That one's okay. Nah. Uh, Dr. Doomsday one. meets Ingrid Strangelove. That's no good. Uh, how to Be Afraid 24 Hours a Day. That one's that 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 sums up the whole thing. And my favorite, Doctor Strangelove's secret uses of Uranus. That's pretty good too. I don't think there's really anything about Uranus in that movie no. though. Um, who's your favorite character in Doctor Strangelove? Peter Sellers. Which Peter Sellers though? Doctor Strangelove. All of Peter Sellers. Yeah, I think Doctor Strangelove. Is pretty he, good. Plays, he plays he Doctor plays Doctor Strangelove. He plays, and he plays the 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 attaché to the base commander. The the branch water and mm-hmm. rainwater and and uh, rubbing out and and uh, it's been a while since I've seen it. Yeah. Uh, what I also learned at the, the Stanley Kubrick LACMA exhibit yeah. is that uh, at the end of that movie, uh, in the big war room, uh, Kubrick originally envisioned a big pie fight between <laughs> everyone. I can see that. Like uh, like the world's ending. Why not? And as a as just a spoiler, farce, by the way, uh, they. Did shot they, it. They did. They rented thousands of pies and made a giant mess. And then he watched it and thought, ah, that's a little too much. And so he cut it out. It wouldn't have had quite the grim tone if at the end of the world they just start whipping out pies. Yeah. Um, interesting. I didn't know that. I really Rockets. love that movie. That's one, one of my large. favorites. Rockets are hard. Um, HTC One X, One S rather, uh, was supposed to get an uh, Android 4.2 update, and it is not going to. Sorry, guys. The S was the cheap version, right, of last year's HTC One? There was HTC One X, which was a year and a half ago now, almost a year, over a year ago. Uh, Then the One, the One S, S is a small one. Now there's HTC One Mini, so you want a small one, get the Mini. Uh, It comes in black or white. Uh, We we have an HTC One coming, so cool. I bought it. I, I will be using it, and... I'm interested uh, to hear how you, what you think about that. And, and, if, and it, even if you... You bought the Google edition, right? Google edition, yeah. which is not Nexus. It's just... Yeah. Has it's some raw, of the raw dog out. Google. Um, it, it's, it's not like even a pure... You, you still need to get updates. Oh, uh, from HTC? Yeah. Good luck then. Um, 
there, there's actually the ROM for the Galaxy S4 Google Edition out also. So if you want to, if you have S4 and you wanted to get rid of a lot of that Samsung stuff, you can. I heard that um, there are some maybe hinky limitations to it right now. To the to the to the to the ROM for Galaxy S4 yes. users, like yeah. you, you definitely want to read the, it the is, release it, notes. It's, a, it's not it's, it's not, not all the way it's, right. It's, it's an XNA developers thing. Yeah. Um, uh, Pebble shipping best. Uh, Pebble is shipping at retail from Best Buy, so they've filled all their Kickstarter pre-orders. They have I not filled all their Kickstarter. What? What? Yeah. What? What is up with this? It, it's a trend. I think. The fuck I, is wrong with people? Ju- just like. Uh, Hi, I'm going to fund your business. Give you a well, discounted like, price. Like I said, do not use Kickstarter as a. Uh, do not expect that when you support something on Kickstarter that you are going to be in the front of the line. You t- well. Th- but isn't that what they said? If you buy from us, you'll be at the front of the line. For the people who are legitimately in the front of the line and those limited ones, yeah. But if you are like, I mean, Kickstarter, there are risks involved. Yeah, but oh, oh, that's it, it is a it is a some weak sauce. It is a it is a gamble every time you support something on Kickstarter, and uh, it is a good faith agreement between the project people and uh, and the backers. So the estimated delivery, if you were one of the 14,350 backers who pledged $125, was a pebble in any color, choose from Arctic White, Cherry Red, Voter's Choice, or Jet Black, free shipping to the USA, 10 bucks extra for Canada, 15 for International, and the estimated delivery was September 2012. Wow. That was almost a year ago. Yeah. So, so people are still waiting for the white ones. Uh, I believe, and uh, the best buys will only be the black ones. So theoretically, they are still technically they are still. What was the voters' choice color? Um, orange. This is really weak sauce. Really, really weak sauce. Okay. Um, if you care a lot for the pebble, I mean, you should maybe back it earlier. But oh, don't, don't be one of those thumbs down, man. Thumbs down on it, like you, I, I realize that they probably signed contracts with with Best Buy and we're like, well, we'll have these product in time for this and this. And they, also, but, it's more expensive on Best Buy than it was on, yeah, but on the Pebble. Store. I don't care if you kickstarted it. You should have. You should be. You should be among the first. Kickstarter is it's not a retailer. Oh, not a retailer. Weak sauce. Don't 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 super weak sauce. Uh, Don Matrick bailed out of Microsoft this week. Pulled the ripcord. Just boom. Now, have have you gone back to watch any of the E3 videos? Because this must have been going on while he was at E3. Oh, he had to be interviewing, announcing right? Xbox yeah. One. I mean, I don't think post E3 after the debacle of of communication. You mean the Xbox One Eighty? Sure. I don't think that's when he went and started calling around. The guy got, guys got CEO jobs for big big companies. Mm. Uh, must have been in conversation with Zynga. So I'm curious about whether people at Microsoft knew. I gotta think no. And well, yeah, you know, if, you, if people at Microsoft you, knew, then they would have. He would have been. Uh, I think. I think. Even if he had let someone, even if he had let Balmer know, Balmer Balmer would have eaten his heart if he had let Balmer know. I think that he had to have stayed on for the Xbox One announcement um, to, uh, to, because going into that announcement, going into E3, I don't think anyone at Microsoft expected that kind of backlash to their DRM uh. policies. So I think they needed to have the face of Xbox and the guy who would the run... The current face. Well, I mean, who else is going to do it? Phil Harrison? Right, exactly. Yeah, I don't think... It, I don't, yeah, they had to have Matrix do it. So I think I, he would have... I think, at least in Matrix's head... Our assumption is that he knew he was going to leave, and the big 
the big uh, turnaround uh, in uh, public reaction to the Xbox One after the mm. PS4 announcement is probably what sealed the deal for him to go from Microsoft to Zynga. I got to assume that that's a big cash deal because the stock, you, do, you don't take a stock deal at Zynga right now, right? No, you don't take a stock. No, no, no way. I mean, no, I mean, I mean they make you probably take a stock deal yeah. at Zynga, but yeah. um, stock went up. The thing is, Zynga is not exactly a competitor. If he'd gone for, to Sony, then they probably would have escorted him out as soon as they, the, he gave notice. If he's going to Zynga, then it's a little bit different thing, I guess. I don't know. Because they're not maybe really he, competitors. Maybe he understands uh, casual social games. Um, I don't know. Maybe Zynga is going to start publishing Xbox games. Who knows? Maybe this is maybe this is just another sleeper cell, like uh, like uh, Stephen Elop going to Nokia. Microsoft's taking over everyone one CEO at a time. Um, the good news, uh, the 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 word Verge reported this, and other people have as well. Um, that this is him getting out in front of a Balmer-led restructuring of the executive level at Microsoft. Uh, and that they were going to put him in charge of a hardware division, which wasn't as high level as he felt like he should be. So, um, as high level as he felt like, be thankful you guys have jobs. I don't know. I feel like Matrix probably the one good thing that that Microsoft had going until the DRM debacle of the last two weeks. Um, the good news though, guys, is that we don't need to worry about the Xbox because Balmer is in charge. He's taking it over personally uh, until the reorg and they announce the new head of Xbox. So. Great news, everyone. Of course, the Xbox stuff should be locked down enough at this. Like, it should be final. All they oh, yeah. need to do is ship yeah. units and get the software out there and get that day one update that's going to take out the 24-hour check-in requirement and all the DRM and stuff. I wonder if Balmer has a gamer tag. And I wonder if he pays an assistant to... Ballman. To, to, uh, to kind of his, inflate his, his gamer tag. His gamer, gamer tag score. is just Ballman, right? It's got to be. Balmer, Ballman, I don't know. Um, B-Dog, XXX, B-Dog, 420. That's a good game tag for Balmer. Um, he's, uh, yeah, I don't, I, if he needs to inflate his gamer score, can't they just go into the database and be like, yeah, you have all your achievements in King Kong and NBA Jams 06. <laughs> King, no, Avatar The Lost Airbender. Right. And NBA Live 2006. Yep. yep. Um, I don't remember the other, the other cheese ball ones. Uh, let's talk. HireKim.com to, to help him play, play uh, some Call of Duty. Uh, Canon announced a new camera this week. Canon, not Canada. I said Canon. Canon, sound like Canada. Uh, Canon did uh, announce uh, a new mid-range DSLR 70D. Um, for a while, this has been, I think, a couple of years since they did 60D. They had the, in the 40D, 50D, and 60D actually came out pretty, uh, pretty rapid succession over a two-year span, and uh, I don't think people are very happy with the 60D given uh, the announcement of the 7D. Um, and uh, 70D looks, looks interesting. Uh, the, their big thing is... Uh, it's a new sensor, right? New, a new sensor, still same size, does uh, fast autofocus for when shooting video, and uh, I think it'll be $1,100 or $1,300. Um, so it's, it's, it's still a much more than someone who's in the market for like a rebel would want to spend on the camera. Hmm. Um, it's, but it's still, it's still a crop sensor, right? It's APS-C. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. So who buys the, like these cameras are for people who shoot sports and stuff like that, right? 
Uh, shoot sports, um, yeah, with, uh, I think 19 points of autofocus. Yeah, if you shoot a lot of sports, you don't want to spend more than $2,000 on a camera body and, um, and you shoot video also. Okay. Which f- some photographers are, you know, really calling this a gimmick. I think if you don't develop, if you're a big camera manufacturer and you don't put a lot of video friendly features in your cameras, then people won't buy your cameras. Yeah, I mean, if you're buying a high-end SLR at this point, you kind of expect it, I would think. Um, do you want to talk about the 3D-printed duck foot? I thought this was an interesting story. Um, Buttercup is sure. the name of the duck. Uh, there are a lot of weird 3D-printed like an amputee-style stories going around this week. Uh, this one was a duck, and I, the duck didn't 3D-print it. Someone else 3D-printed a, a, a Norm, foot. ducks don't 3D-print stuff. Ducks are ducks. They don't even have thumbs. How yep. could they use a computer? It's not like they have Windows 8.1 already and have easy 3D printing support. If I've only that's, that's an ad. That's it's a revolution. This is a, this is a, a television commercial for Microsoft and making. I know. Uh, a duck printed its own. Its own uh, oh, I foot. wore out my 3D printed foot. I should print another one. It, it's Quack a cute foot. Plus P. It's a cute foot. It works. Um, it's a nylon sock. The duck was born in Texas at a high school. Born without a foot? And his left foot was turned backwards. Oh, no. And they had to amputate the foot. So he was a peg leg duck for a while. But now he has a nylon and 3D printed actual foot foot it's super cute you should watch the youtube video highly encourage uh in human news a a, a, a human amputee mm-hmm. created a lego foot for herself really for fun out of lego out of lego wow that's, that's a neat description a, a lego foot okay. um and then also how many bricks uh, is like can you is this like a kuso kit no it's not a kuso kit that'd be um, awesome I, I don't think she lists exactly how many kits she just okay. did it for, for the hell of doing it that's awesome um, and then also, uh, there's a the 3D printed cast that someone made. Oh, I saw that. That was really cool. Uh, no, I think that's all right. Have you ever had a cast? Yeah, it's it's itchy. Sure, but I don't think it gets real gross in there. And I, I, don't, I, I don't trust the structural support of a 3D printed cast. Well, I think that they they have to work that stuff out. I mean, it's it's gotta you gotta be able to make some plastic and stuff as as strong as plaster and cotton wadding. I don't even know what casts are made of anymore. They probably don't even use that anymore. It's probably all inflatable air things and stuff now, right? Do, I mean, like, when was the last time you saw somebody with a big plaster cast on? Like in a, a while. Uh, or just like broken wrist? Yeah. Yeah, like two weeks ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, they still have those. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh. The 3D printed one was neat, though, because it looked like it looked like a, it was all like a, um, it almost looked like a honeycomb kind of structure. It was like hexa- it, hexagons it looked with like big holes. It looked like 3D printed dresses that you've seen. It was more of a design statement than a functional statement. That is true. Okay. Uh, speaking of Lego, yeah. um, now, uh, did you know Gizmodo, the website, has a Lego section now? Yeah. Jesus is super into Lego. Yes. And he, they, they posted this story, uh, this, this fact for Lego. Um, well, he went me. to the factory last last year. Went to the factory year, and, and have, have been working in close partnership with Lego to run these stories. And uh, I thought the fact was interesting because it you know talked about the why he asked why Legos are so expensive and um, and what type of testing they they put Lego bricks through and how many Lego bricks they've made, but also uh, some some aspects of design. For example, Lego minifigs. The heads have a hole through the top and bottom of the head, so that if a child swallows it, they uh, it doesn't obstruct the airway. They they can still breathe. Yeah, it's the same as the lifesaver. Perfectly useless if you if the Lego minifig is wearing a hat or a helmet. Well, the, then then it's obstructed completely. Fair. Probably probably it would fall off on the way down. 
Depends on which way it goes. I don't want. To, you shouldn't give Legos to kids under five. Lego bricks are not a, like you have to give them Duplo or Quadro or whatever the big ones are. They also published a story that had a photo of every single minifig ever made. That is a lot of minifigs. Each, All the pieces, or like the ones that were assembled every, as. This is this kit comes with this minifig from 1970 wow. to all all the way down to the the new licensed ones. One photo for every minifig in this long long page, all watermarked. I'm sure the Lego Wiki people were very very sad. Oh wow! Oh, <laughs> uh, that's that's ice cold. Um, that is a how, how many minifigs was it? Thousands it had to be thousands, right? I don't know the exact number. I'm trying to find that right now. Um, uh, Google Glass, the Project Glass Explore Editions, got a new update uh, earlier this week, um, the night before last, technically, and it includes a web browser, more vo- more voice controls, and some context-aware stuff. They changed the the OK Glass menu for the times you access it with your finger. It behaves differently now whether you're accessing it with finger or voice. I still do not have – I'm going to check right now. I don't think I have the update yet. I've been waiting. It, you can't force updates on Google Glass. And as a result, stuff has stopped working because it's waiting for the update. Like video. I can't shoot video anymore. So the Google Glass breaks before it gets better? It, seem, it seems like it, yeah. It's a little weird. I called support yesterday. What did they say? They said – uh, Was it like a concierge service? Class it, concierge? It was pretty fancy, yeah. Like I called. I didn't have to wait on hold or anything. Some guy just picked up. His name Direct was line. Craig. You knew what your name was? Uh, he did not know what my name was. Nope, XE6 still up. To, it says it's 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 lying to me. It says XE6 up to date. It's, it's horseshit. I wonder if it's because I don't have enough space for you on the device. I, I might wipe some. Uh, I have a bunch of photos and video and stuff. Maybe I'll wipe some off. Um, How does Google Glass not integrate with the Tesla? Uh, they somebody built a third party app. So Tesla has an API. Uh, Google Glass obviously has an API, and so somebody wrote a third party app that will allow you to do things like. Close and open the sunroof. Lock and unlock the car With doors. Uh, lock door, lock door. Glass, lock door. I assume it's touch commands because it seems like the third-party stuff doesn't really do voice commands yet. Um, but you, so you can even to, find out where your car, your car is oh, so if you, you forgot where you put it. Is, does this need to be while you're outside of the car or inside the car? Or I got to assume it's for while you're outside the car. Like the, 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 so how does the signal get from glass to the It's the, the internet. The car has internet access. Glass has internet access. Okay. So you you... It is internet-mediated communication with your vehicle. It'll tell you where your car is if you can't remember that. Give you turn-by-turn directions, walking directions. I don't know if it'll do that, but that seems like a good idea. Yeah, yeah. I mean, steal someone, you know, school glass and like take me to my nice Tesla. Most of the times I've forgotten. Yeah, and then unlock it and probably start it. Exactly. Right. Why not? Um, Tool glass doesn't recognize who you are. Uh, so that means you jack a pair of fifteen hundred dollars Goofy glasses and then also get a hundred thousand dollars car. Win-win. Yeah. Um, Throw away the toe shoes in the glove compartment, and you'll be all right. Yeah, put that lift mustache on, though. You got to get that thing up mm-hmm. there. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm ambivalent about that, as I don't have a Tesla. So, Does it make you want to get a Tesla more now, because now they have technology that integrates with it better? Just, just like you know, six years ago, having a phone that supported Bluetooth made it more desirable to get a car that also supported Bluetooth. That's true. Now story you checks have out. Google Glass. Does your, Tesla. Does your car support Bluetooth? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Can you pipe audio and stuff through it? And I cannot do audio. Oh, it's just calls. Exactly. See, I, now I wish I had a car. Oh man, that you, could you support, bought one year early. Yeah, that could do that could do Bluetooth audio. <sighs> I'm so sorry. Music. 
Um, Microsoft's finally selling Surface outside of Microsoft stores. I thought that this happened a long time ago, but apparently it didn't. It was in the news this week. I don't know. You could also buy Surface Pro with 256 gigs of storage. Yes. How expensive is that? Super duper? Uh, I think it's still under $1,500, I think. Um, this next story, I think, uh, happened last week and we just missed it, but Instagram video launched. Have you used Instagram? It's like Vine, nope. right? It's 14, 14 or 15 seconds? 25 seconds. 25 seconds? Wait, I'm sorry. Vine is six seconds? Six. This is 14 seconds. Yeah. It's about more than double the That means it's got to be at least twice as good. But the problem... Wait, there's problems? ...is that it doesn't loop. What, really? The video doesn't loop. <sighs> Which I think defeats <sighs> much of the uh, opportunity... Uh, did you just have a built-in? Yeah, the challenge of a the, to get your Vine maximum dumb, you have to line up the first frame and the last frame, so that it you know it, it's an it, it tells an, an infinite story. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, if you want that, you have to update your app, and a lot of third-party stuff that taps into Instagram has to be updated as well. I have not seen many Instagram videos. Uh, reports have said that Vine use has dropped off dramatically. Um, Who reported that, that either? Okay. Because I don't really care about Vine, which is something that apparently a lot of people do now. Uh, the the vines that I see these days are mostly people like making six second short films, basically. So they oh, set up I, a I whole thing. See, I did see one vine that I thought. Which was vine great. did you see? It was a dude who took a Nature Valley grain bar, he, a granola bar, granola bar. He lifted it up to his head out of frame, mm-hmm. and you heard the crunching sound, and then you saw like explosion of granola bits. Everywhere. Oh, so it was the full experience. Yes, because that's exactly what happens. That is how that story checks out. Um, A couple of big iOS game releases happened this week. Uh, XCOM, which has actually been out for a couple weeks now. That happened while I was gone, I think. Uh, But XCOM for iPad is out. I have used it on both iPad Mini and iPad 3. It's awesome on iPad 3. It crashes all the time on the iPad Mini. So, And it's 20 bucks. Which I think is a perfectly fair price for the. You're essentially getting the same game as the PC version. How big is it? Uh, it's huge. It was like two, three gigs. It took forever to download, and then I think it was two gigs, and then it turned into three gigs when it's on the device. Um, it, the load times are awful on the mini, like phenomenally bad. So you would not recommend it on the mini. If like- you have a mini, I would not recommend it. But otherwise, you should go for it. Um, also, Agricola is out. If you like German board games, it is an awesome German board game, uh, and they have a good tutorial mode, which is which has taught me that I have been playing that game wrong for many years. Not super wrong, but just you know wrong enough. Um, the last thing is that Professor Layton, which has long been a DS and 3DS franchise, uh, they released a uh, iOS version of a Professor Layton game earlier this week. It's out. My Download it right now. My goodness. Um, it, Professor Layton games are like, uh, you said you wanted more detectives in your life, Norm. Yeah. He is a puzzle-solving Professor. detective. Professor. Exactly. A lot of logic puzzles. Um, love those games. The puzzles, they kind of ran out of puzzles after about the fifth one. But, um, is Phoenix Wright out for iOS, the HD? There version? was a Phoenix Wright release for iOS. I don't know if it was the HD version, but uh, I got tired of the Phoenix Wright games after the first one. I realized like, I was done with Japanese soap opera objection games. But not that there's anything wrong with them. They're just not for me. Um, Phoenix Wright Attorney HD Trilogy. Is it the first three? Probably. I believe it is the first three. And it does does look- HD mean it is for Retina or for iPad? Uh, I believe it is for... You're on your phone, so... iPhone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, In-app purchase. Cabin in the Woods is going to be a Universal Studios Orlando theme park ride. I don't think they call it Universal Studios Orlando. I think they just call it Universal Orlando. 
because they don't have the studios there. Studios indicates it's in L.A. Cabin in the Woods is going to be a Universal Orlando attraction. And not it's not a ride. It is a Halloween-only really? uh, maze. So it's like their version of the haunted house. So much like in, in many parts of the world, in the U.S., during the Halloween holiday season, the Thanksgiving holiday season, there are lots of cornfield no, mazes. Ha- oh, yeah, I guess cornfield mazes, yeah. And also haunted houses that people set up, little pop-up haunted houses. Uh, I haven't done one of those in since elementary school. The corn maze? The, the haunted house maze experience. It's, it's really like you – I won't even call it a house, right? They have like facilities where they set up a maze and it's very dark and then they have jump scares everywhere and then they take awesome photos of you unexpectedly uh, and night vision video. It's perfect. For Two of those TV. things sound great. Yeah. Um, and uh, institutions like Universal Orlando run their annual haunted house thing just like Disneyland actually has a haunted mansion. And but the, Disney, on, the Disneyland haunted mansion is one of the greatest attractions of absolutely. all time. That's why it's it's much better than what these little pop up houses. Nonsense. So the the cabin woods one they they really talked it up. It's going to be you know you are someone who works at the cabin, uh, the the facility I think with a capital F. And okay. You uh, you get to go through the cabin, go underground, see all the see all the all the monsters, the the, uh, the cages, like the tiny ballerina. And yep. The, and and they'll have all that stuff. Okay. Um, I'm not real cool. optimistic. I've heard like really mixed reviews of the Harry Potter stuff that they did. Harry Potter was a giant. I've heard only good things. Harry Potter was a actual. It's land. a whole area of the. It was yeah. like Cars Land. They they spent a ton of money building that up. I don't think this will be. I think this will be much more low budget. Okay. Um, and then the last thing is Apple applies for an iWatch trademark in the U.S. in Japan and other countries. I don't think this is surprising at all. You think that they're just fucking with people, or you think this is going to be a real product? I think that they're protecting this eye brand. That's it. Ah, uh, so they're going to do like an eye eye for glasses or eye glasses or eye hat. I, I, I think it's a totally just a lawyer thing. What would you put in a smart hat? <sighs> Camera. What type of hat? Eh. Baseball cap. So no, if, if no, Apple no, was no. going to make a smart hat, no, they're not, Apple's going to make like a like a, a if, a, if anyone wants to make a smart pie hat or something. You would need to make a hat that is that would appeal to the most number of people. So it has to be a baseball hat. It, most likely, maybe a visor like a, option for baseball, golfers. Baseball cap is is likely, but mm. if they wanted a visor option, technology would have to be in the visor. Um, I guess you would, uh, it would. It would be like projected augmented reality from the visor to your eyeballs or something to the something visor. dumb like yeah. that. Yeah, I don't know what you'd put in a smart hat. Uh, we also went to Ryan's wedding this weekend. That's right. Ryan Davis got Ryan married. Ryan Davis got married. Yeah. It was a good wedding. Yeah. Like, I've been to a lot of weddings, and that was, that was a pretty strong wedding. It was really, really hot for a while. It was really, really hot for most of it. And then there was a lot of sun for a fair amount of time. Uh, I didn't wear sunscreen, and the left side of my face was noticeably pinker than the right side of my face. You also did not wear a Google Glass. No. I, I, my mom told me a long time ago that when you go to a wedding... It is very important that the bride and groom did you, be the center of attention. If you wear a watch, yeah, normally, which I know you don't, would you no. have worn a watch? Yeah, absolutely. Just okay. Here's the thing: in three years, if everybody has Google Glass, I would totally wear Google Glass to a wedding. But right now, I think it the, is an attention-getting yeah, device, and it is it was an inappropriate venue for Google Glass. You do not want to take any of the shine off of the bride and groom on their special I, 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 day. I absolutely agree. And while I think that that is a very fair assumption, yes, 
the opportunity was there. Just, yeah. just it, I, it, if you wanted to wear them, I would have totally brought them for you. Just had to say. I, I wish you would have at least brought them in the car. Well, it was a hundred degrees, so I was afraid. That, I, I thought about bringing them, leaving them in the car, but I was afraid they would get damaged in the car. It was so hot. Um, you don't have an air conditioned glove compartment. Is your glove compartment air conditioned? No. No, I was going to say. Seems like something that people would have. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Um, I did wear them to the barbecue on Sunday, though. I took a lot of pictures there. I took a lot of pictures Not there. Not quite as... For, for, I, I think weddings and you know birthdays and memorable events are exactly the type of things that Google want people to use Google Glass in. And that experience uh, should have been told and... You know, if, if, it was, if it was a terrible experience, then so be it. But at least you can de- definitely Again, say. I felt like the magic of someone's special day was over. You know, and, and trumped if, my if, interest in making if, it a dumb story. More than four people had come up to you and said, what's that? And you had then gotten the, the confirmation that it would, would have detracted from that wedding. Then you could have. You but know, but then it would away. have already happened. I, got, I already would have been the asshole. That's a risk. You, that's I, a risk. I, everyone should be willing to take if you're going to be a Google Glass early adopter. Uh, no, you just have to know the right place. I don't wear them to the doctor's office either because people really give you the stink eye there. I learned. Lessons learned. Everywhere. It's true. Everywhere you get the stink e- eye. Everywhere you should be taking Google Glass. Um, we took the dogs to the beach, uh, Huey and Chloe and the kids, um, after you left the barbecue, mm-hmm. and I took a bunch of pictures at the beach. It was good. Um. So I guess let's play some music and talk about what we're testing. This is the lowest energy podcast we've done in a long time. And you're drinking Red Bull. You took a lot of pictures at Ryan's wedding. I wish I took more. I didn't take as many as... The uh, pictures were lovely. I, I wish I took more. Um, Gina was bummed that we didn't, we didn't ever take a family picture. So we're, we're going to hire you if you're available to take a family picture at some point. Hire also in... in, in we will trade... Flies. Compensations. You don't have to hire me. Well, we will. We'll at least buy you lunch or something. Uh, um. Uh. Yeah, the pictures you shot were lovely. It was. It was really impressive. Um. Uh. Fortunately, the internet got to see some of them. Yeah. Well, mistakes were made. But what were you shooting with? Just out of curiosity, the sixty. Just a regular camera. It's okay. Same camera I've had for three months. Okay. I bought it for Ryan's wedding. Really? I, I, yes. That was one of the. That was, that was one of, of your that excuses. Was, that was one of the excuses. Okay. And then you bought it early enough that you had time to practice. Well, Absolutely. Luckily, we went to Houston. Did you have? A, you had only went to Houston, yeah, right? So you had it at Houston. You had it at CERN. Mm-hmm. I, could, I, I had it another wedding. At another wedding before Ryan's wedding. Oh, so you had a pre, like a practice wedding. Practice wedding. Nice. Yeah. Family, real family wedding. Um, wedding. So yeah, I mean the nice thing. The nice thing is, like. You have had a series of really interesting stuff to shoot with that. The thing you should uh, take away from Ryan's wedding and taking photos is uh, if you are going to commit to taking photos at someone's wedding, uh, like fully commit. And do not, you either have to enjoy yourself at the wedding or take pictures. Or take pictures. Ah. And I think that is true for every single type of event. Did he have other people there taking pictures? Like, I know Vinny brought his camera and yeah. like there, were, there was there, a there team of experts. Right. But, yeah. It's. I mean, taking pictures at weddings is hard because, like, it's a. It's a. It's the number one thing that people on the list of things people think they spend too much money on at weddings. Yeah. Um, maybe second to catering, um, and it is also very high on the list 
of things that married couples wish they had spent more money on if they didn't spend money. We took a lot of pictures at our wedding, and I think we've gone back and looked at them once in eight years. So you're not at the age yet. Where you we are also. You're, 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 yeah. you wait thirty years, and then then all the photos God, come I, out, and then you go. Oh, I remember this. We'll have to get a SATA hard drive probably to get them at that point. Um, I've been testing iOS seven. I, I you have it on your phone right phone. now. Yeah, against all kind of good judgment. So first, I installed Tiny Umbrella on my MacBook and got this the hash hashes or whatever you need in order to backtrack if you need to. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's much more usable than I expected. Like it is, I've had Springboard, which is the kind of the main like UI front of iOS, crash once. I really, really like a lot of what they've done. Uh, the only thing I really don't like is the kind of zooming in and out. I feel like like the the there's the yeah, new app loading animation. Yeah, the app loading and the coming in from the home screen animation. Be careful, we can't show it to the camera yet. You're oh, really? Breaking all sorts of TOS. I'm not supposed to talk about this. I guess I kind of like the way the apps, the icons fall down onto the onto the background though. The icons. Fall the icons down. for apps fall down onto the home screen like they animate in. Here, look, you can see. Super descriptive. So, oh, see, yeah, they kind of like saying that there's like a when, cascade. Okay, the effect when you unlock your phone, yes. when you first go to your home screen on iOS six, it's just there. It, it kind of they, they kind of they kind of clunk. They, they they fly in all at the same rate, but in iOS seven, they fly at different speeds to make it look, give this illusion. Well, they're, they're, I think on iOS seven, it looks like the old Starfield screensaver where the stars are falling past you. See, oh yeah, in, I guess they, they slide fall, in from the edges. It's just at different rates, and I think that they're just a lot of iOS seven. In, in addition to kind of revamping and cleaning up this interface, is also making more use of uh, the graphical power that's in the, the iPhone, in and, modern iPhones, yeah, in the modern iPhone, and really and things that really couldn't have been done with iPhone, even iPhone four or four S, or done smoothly. Because um, and you said that you noticed some performance hiccups, largely because it's still one of the early betas, yeah. Uh, but also, I think it's because of this this OS is really is really going to be designed for the next iPhone, whether it's the 5s or whatever they call it, uh, which is going to have a faster processor, faster graphics. And I think Marco Arment made the argument that this new design not only is it to differentiate um, iOS 7 from iOS 6, uh, it's also designed to differentiate iOS 7 from all the Android. Phones, which a lot of Apple proponents have said were influenced by iOS, previous versions of iOS. Yeah, I, I think that's probably fair. I mean, and doing it in a way using all this, the, the new graphical tweaks and all the, all the graphical fanciness uh, in a way that some lower end Android phones cannot do. So, the, the thing that I've noticed about this, uh, and I've only been using it for about 24 hours now, so it's still pretty fresh, um, is that th- it seems much more deliberate than. Uh, Previous versions of iOS have where where things like folders and notification center all that kind of came on. What, what do you mean deliberate? Uh, like there, there is a they, the the design language feels much less of a hodgepodge. So it like the layer thing that was talked about, I guess in the keynote maybe I, I can't mm-hmm. remember 
Um, like that is very obvious in all of the Apple specific apps. Things like the control center, the new thing that slides up from the bottom of the screen. They're using more advanced gestures and they're cueing you to them in a much more consistent way. Like there's this little carrot thing at the top of trays that lets you know you can slide that down. When you're on the lock screen, that carrot shows you which way you can slide in for different things. Like if you slide in from the top, you get the notification center. If you slide in from the bottom, you get the control center. Um, and if you go I to the side, photo. you did take that photo. Um, like the full screenness nature of the phone is also much more apparent in almost all the apps that Apple's provided. Um, and it makes this, the phone feel very new in a way that I wasn't expecting. I think that uh, on iOS, more so than on Android and other mobile OSs, uh, the designers of apps really pride themselves on the design of the uniqueness of their apps, the visual style of their apps, regardless of what Apple's uh, design language guidelines say, yeah. uh, both in icon design and in the design of the apps. And as long as Apple provides a good baseline experience, then what's going to really give the personality of iOS going forward is how designers adapt their apps. Yeah. Like if you look at yeah. iOS 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, the base iOS you get when you buy a new phone is all right, but it's only after you install a ton of different apps and mix up your app icons and do a little bit of customization that you get something that's more visually interesting. I think that's I think that's very fair. Um so I'm I'm up and down on some of the new icons. Some of them make some of them are good. Some of them I kind of don't care about. Some of them are act- actively bad. But the real test is me whether you know my mom and dad are going to be able to use this. Yeah I, I'm terrified what's going to happen when my father hits and, the update button on being, this. Being terrified is not a good thing of that. No, it's not a good sign. This is this. I mean, the good news is most of that stuff is pretty pretty cosmetic. Um, like the things the the and the benefit of the things that have changed, like the control center that slides in from the bottom. I don't. I can't remember if that's the official name, but it has all of the quick quick keys for things like airplane mode, Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, um, uh, do not disturb, and rotation lock, and a brightness control on the iPhone, as well as music controls. Which are, are all things that were very difficult to get to and were all kind of buried in the task switching menu. The new task switching menu that shows the actual previews of the apps is brilliant. It's absolutely fantastic. Um, and I, it's, it's, I mean, hmm? it's something that should have been there a long it time It should have been there a long time ago. You're correct. And I, the other thing I noticed immediately that I don't think they've talked about publicly is that if you swipe down from the top just a little bit, and I'm having trouble doing it right now. If you do if you do a big swipe down from the top, you get the no- notification center. But if you just kind of tap up on the on the time bar or something, you get the ability to search. Maybe I'm, maybe you have to do it from a side. I, no, you pinch in. You pinch. pinch oh, is, is it pinching on any screen? Yeah. Search is now a a. Oh, you put you drag down the. It's not that. It's that instead of swiping in from the top, swiping down from the top gives you notification. Swipe tap in. and hold. Tap and swipe down. Swipe gives down you from search. the hard the the home screen. Yeah, because there is no search is no longer on the far it's left. No lo- there's nothing on the far left. Um, it's 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 I, like I said, I'm quite optimistic. It is like the font. The they're using a different font, obviously, because Google uses their own font. But um, it is very like at a surface level, it is very similar to Android 4.1 and newer. Um, it, it feels very very similar to the kind of post honeycomb Android versions. Um, Although the, even the non-Apple apps pull the design language more effectively. Like the full-screen apps look like full-screen apps. One thing that's interesting is the keyboard is dramatically different. Like there's a, there is a new look for the keyboard. Old apps continue using the old keyboard. 
Um, but the new keyboard seems to be a lot smarter than the old keyboard was. I have had it look at context in a sentence as I was going and go back and change a word that was maybe two sen- two, two words back uh, that was incorrect. There was an isn't uh, instead of doesn't. Uh, I, I'm not going to go place any value on improving the keyboard until there's some like this real definite testing. For, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm just telling you what I have seen in person in the last 24 hours. And this was not on the old keyboard? This was so not you, on the old keyboard that I ever saw. You in the old keyboard? Like, uh, well, I didn't test 7. it on an old keyboard on iOS 6. I tested the old keyboard on iOS 7. Mm. I'm not sure that the old keyboard isn't exactly the same as the new keyboard. It's hard to test that stuff because you have to make the mistake. Like the mistake, the thing that specifically happened yeah, was a yeah. space bar. I'm not going to attribute that to iOS so, 7 just yet. I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now that when you hit the space bar by accident instead of, say, the N or the B key on the iOS keyboard, that never gets corrected properly. The space bar is a break between words, and it does, it's not smart enough to know that. It fixed that on this, which is, which is new because it's a mistake I make all the time on, on my iPhone and iPad. Okay. So, um, Google Glass testing proceeds. Um, I took pictures at the beach. And it, the thing I've learned over the last week, and this will be in this week's Living with Glass, is that if you are boring, it is a really super dumb thing to have. Like, like it was awesome when I was out doing awesome stuff and meeting people and seeing cool stuff at E3 and, and doing that kind of stuff. When I was sitting at the office every day. I would not call it awesome. Relatively awesome. The ability to have – the ability to take a picture by pushing something at your temple at any time is nice the more interesting you are. Have have you done have you done anything with those photos? Uh, I downloaded them, put them on Aperture the other day, so they're on my computer. I mean, have are those? I mean, I posted the, some. There are there. I social networked. Um, when somebody said, "Hey, uh, what are you doing?" I sent them a picture of my lunch back because I was eating lunch. It saves you the step of holding something your phone out. Yeah, exactly. At the um, cost of having a crappier picture. It, it's not that crappy a picture. I mean, it's an okay picture. It's not that much worse than the iPhone. We should, we'll do some side-by-side comparisons for next week. Okay. Um, although that's going to be tricky because the angle, the lenses are dramatically different. You, and I can't take pictures can't or video frame. right now. And you can't frame. Yeah, you can't frame. Um, I think that's it. Basically, the main thing that you do when you're wearing Google Glass, if you're boring, is give demos of Google Glass to people who have questions about it everywhere you go. Flight attendants. <laughs> so you paid fifteen hundred bucks to be a, a to be walking, a fucking walking ad for Google Glass, which I think, uh, you know, I mean, says a lot about Google's strategy and also that product. Um, I don't know. I'm interested to see what the XC7 update does. I, like I said, I haven't been able to download it yet. I don't know what's wrong. Why it, why it isn't downloading? It lets you browse the web, um, full web browsing, and the voice stuff is supposed to be dramatically different. the The ability to tap a link in a like a Twitter post or an email or something like that would be really nice because right now you can't do that. Well, what would be nice is, is if you click the link and then it does something what like readability does or instant, like instant, instant, paper, instant does, paper style, yeah, and strip. You know, formatting, but still gives you the core text. I assume that's the next thing. Except for Google makes a lot of its money on ads, so why yeah, would they? Absolutely, yeah. And, yeah. and I don't think they want you to. And I don't think anyone wants to sit and read a you know a, a, a long, long form article or even a blog post on Google Glass. Like that is not more productive than doing it on your phone. Apparently, you can watch YouTube videos now, as well. So I'm interested to see how that works. Um, Tumblers. Butt tumblers? Well, just tumblers in general. Butt tumblers. It's a butt. Uh, Norm, have you been testing anything interesting? 
Um, what lenses did you shoot with at the wedding? Just out of curiosity. The same ones I've had, 50 millimeter, one four. Okay. Actually, only just that one lens. That's that was your yeah. Just I, the prime. Again, if not going to fully commit, then didn't, didn't have time to swap out lenses or do anything. Just had one. Okay. Uh, what if photographers shoot uh, with 24 to 70 millimeter, uh, 2.8 zooms? It? Yeah. Okay. You, you don't want to have to switch out lenses, right? Or you or moments. you carry two cameras, right? Or you carry two cameras. Yeah. Um, that, and, that's an expensive thing to do. Well, I mean, it depends on how long you've been doing it, right? Because if you have a 5D Mark III and a 5D Mark II, then, yeah. right? Yeah. I, yeah. It's still, These still are, expensive. That is an expensive problem. Uh, what else is going on? Anything, anything else on the, your testing um, front? I've got some laptops, some, um, some camera bags, got the phone coming in, buying a Pebble. Did you put 8.1 on your home machine? No. I'm on 7 on my home machine. Oh, really? You rolled back? I rolled back. Wow. Um, I guess that's it for what we're testing. Let's, we have a couple questions, and uh, let me play the thing, and we'll take the questions and you know get lunch. Emails? Well, but we do the other one. Emails? It's, yeah, we don't do emails. We do emails. No, 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 no. Questions. Boom. It was really nice to get to see the old whiskey guys at uh, at Ryan's wedding this weekend. Yeah. I don't, I don't, we don't see Alexis and Drew enough. We see Brad. We see Jeff. We see Ryan. Fuck those guys. No Alexis and Drew. Those guys are the best. They're, yeah. Uh, if you have a question for you know, yeah, you know, you know, oh, go ahead. Speaking of Drew, he has convinced me to uh, to take a flying lesson. Really? He took a flying lesson, and he said it's highly recommended. Okay. I think he bought it a Groupon it's between two hundred and three hundred dollars. Just the first lesson. Just the first lesson. So four what, hours. Okay. Um, what what happens you, in the first you take lesson? Take off. You fly around, and then you land. So, but like yeah. somebody else is doing the real driving, and you get to point the controls and stuff. Uh, I think you are you, you are in the pilot seat. It's, I I don't know how those planes are designed. Um, but usually, both sides have the same yeah. you know it's same like, yoke like, and pedals. It's, it's, it's like a it's like a learning car, like a Cessna car or something, that has, right? a, has two brakes. Yeah, but the passenger seat also has a brake. Um, but uh, to get a, a, a pilot's license is very expensive and time consuming. I have no intention of that. I don't know if Drew does, but. Uh, just going out for a, a Saturday and flying around the bay on a nice day. That would it's be a amazing. cool way to do the Saturday, yeah. yeah. Cool thing to do. Although I, I wouldn't bring a camera. You could take the Google Glass. That is a situation where Google Glass, even, even the, the relative ease of Google Glass, uh, would, would hinder, I think, my ability to... to well, the other guy's focus. there to make sure you don't kill yourself. Or him. Or him. Or her. Right, or her. Right, that's their job. Yep. Keep everyone alive. Your job is to be the asshole that pays four hundred dollars for the for the one playing flying lesson. That's awesome. You should totally do that. Um, if you have a question for this is only test the email address is podcast at tested.com. We like uh, audio questions, but we take written questions as well. If you do an audio question, keep it short and make sure you don't sound like you're standing uh, under a rolling Bart train. I don't know. Bart strikes on this week. It's hot. That sounds good. The first question is from Steve from Madison, Wisconsin, which is the birthplace of the onion. Here is the question. Hello, gents. I currently have a PC with a Western Digital 7200 RPM, 640 gigabyte main hard drive, and a one terabyte backup drive. I would like to replace that main drive with a 256 gigabyte SSD. I've heard going from a mechanical drive to an SSD will be a great boost in performance. Does it matter if I get any decent SSD or should I get one of the high-end SSDs like the OCZ Vector, Corsair Neutron, or Samsung 840 Pro? I imagine going from a mechanical drive to an SSD will give me a pleasant upgrade regardless of the SSD. Uh, What would you recommend? 
Uh, all depends on how much you want to spend. I would go for capacity over speed now uh, since he's going from uh, hard drive to SSD. Yeah, the thing, uh, Patrick Norton made it this uh, good point when SSD, when people started getting crazy about which SSD was 3% faster than the other. And the, the point is that any SSD is essentially infinitely faster, mainly in latency, but also in, in throughput, than your current mechanical hard drive. So don't worry about going from the fastest to the third fastest. What Norm says is right. Buy the biggest one you can afford. Uh, look at reliability. I, I find that that's really important. And Anand typically does the best SSD work on the internet right now. So uh, you should you should go look and see what he recommends right now. Uh, but don't get too caught up in performance numbers. Um, and that's anantech.com if you don't know who Anand is. Our next question comes from Corey MJ. Corey says, I currently own both a PC and a Mac, but both are in serious need of an upgrade. I prefer the Mac for work, but obviously I can get a lot more games on Windows. Uh, soon I'll have the money to upgrade one of my machines, and since I am now able to work from home, I want it to be the Mac. If I buy one of the higher-end iMacs, I was hoping I could load Windows onto it and use it as a gaming PC. If I'm buying a high-end Mac desktop already, is there any reason to get a dedicated gaming computer? Yes. Yeah, because the Macs aren't going to have real graphics. I mean, the iMacs have okay graphics. I think that the the most recent thin versions, I'm checking right now. 27-inch iMac has uh, NVIDIA with an option for the 680M graphics. If you buy the smaller 24-inch, 2022-inch um, iMac, uh, was, I think it was March, uh, that has in, only integrated graphics. Right. Um, either way, those both those are due for updates. Um, internally, because um, they're not Haswell right they're now. They're not Haswell, um, and I can expect Haswell with uh, Iris uh, on the small one. And um, it, I think the high resolution of the the twenty seven inch, since that's a twenty five sixty by fourteen forty, that's going to need discrete graphics. And from all testing of the Nvidia's new seven hundred series um, mobile graphics, like in the new Razer Blade, uh, the, it's pretty fast. So. Wait for those. If you're going to buy now, if you need to buy now, upgrade your PC. But even with mobile graphics, you're not going to be able to play at the native resolution of that panel. You're going to be playing. You're going to scale down regardless. Even with na- even with na- even with the, the 770, they'll they're not going to be able to play 2560 by 1440. You play 1920 by 1080, right, and scale up. Yeah. Um, Depends on what game. I mean, the the other way to go is to buy spend you know save save a little bit of money when you're configuring the Mac and put it towards like an $800 gaming PC that you can plug into your HGTV or something like that. Because if you're going to go crazy configuring the Mac, if, you're gonna, if your plan is to build a $4,000 iMac, which is a bad idea, then you're much better off buying a $2,000 iMac and an $800 PC buy, and buy keeping that other Buy the smaller iMac for work. Use other money for a PC for gaming and a nice monitor. Yeah, that's not a bad that is not a bad idea. Uh, and that'll do it for questions this week. If you have a question, again, it's podcast at tested.com. We will be back next week with another episode of This Is Only a Test. Uh, this week was Space Week on the site. Space Week Part 2. Do. Uh, we originally wanted to have one Space Week, and then fate it just didn't work out. Um, too much space. There, there was too much space. We have great posts from Aaron Biba about the experiments that are happening on the International Space Station, even as we speak. And some that happened in the past as well. Um, What's your favorite experiment going on in the International Space Station? I liked the bone density stuff. I think you know, that's interesting. You know why we have why astronauts lose bone faster? Um, 
they retain more sodium than what they eat. Some rather than others, right? It's, it's, but it varies from astronaut to astronaut is my understanding. So they're figuring that stuff out. And that's all important if we ever want to go you know, further away than, say, the moon. Um, let's see. We also have – you talked to one of the divers who works in – I think his name's Chris. Chris Hall. Chris yep. Hall. And it was Chris something with two L's. Um, he works on he, – he is a nitrox diver, commercial diver, who helps astronauts stay safe when they're doing tank training in the world's second largest indoor swimming pool, which is awesome. Points, lab. Yeah, it's it, that thing. The pictures do not do it justice, but the pictures were gorgeous that you took of the of the NBL. Um, and then we also you also got to talk to one of the guys who maintains the spacesuits for the NBL. Um, and and also we saw what like an NBL, what an astronaut tool belt looks like, which was super cool. I think that was the coolest one of the coolest things we saw when we were in Houston. Spanners. Uh, so that stuff's on the site right now. You should totally check it out. Um, and then we have uh, we'll probably be quiet. On Friday, if I had to guess, maybe I have a couple of small posts, but nothing big. So, because uh, because we're off, we're taking vacation. Uh, that'll do it for us this week, Mr. Chan. Anything else from you? No, nope, that's it. Okay, see you guys next week. Uh, and today's outro comes to us from Outrager. Hi there, I didn't see you. That's it. I like a little bit larger. That's fine. That's why you do the 11 inch. I do this right MacBooks. 11 inch MacBook. Understood.